Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Hey, it's me, Todd Novak. Glad you are listening. Happy to have you with us wherever you are at in the world today. And hopefully the guitar gods are shining on you or something. I I, kind of, I was... (laughs) I don't know if it was sun or whatever, but anyway, you know what I'm saying. Happy guitar to you. <laughs> uh, we have got somebody special on the line. Hello. Hello. Hi. How's, <laughs> how's it going, guys? This is uh, Brady Smith from Old Blood Noise Endeavors. Indeed. Glad to have you <laughs> with us, Brady. What? <laughs> Were you, doing, board. were you doing a zip tie in the back? What was that? <laughs> uh, this very moment, I was asked to open a jar of tomato sauce. So, <laughs> Well, that's a great segue into letting everybody know how this is going to go today a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm at my house now uh-huh. with my wife, wife and two very young kids. And... Even though I am doing an interview of some sort, life goes on in the yes. other room. Yes, and I'm sure most of our audience can relate to that at some level. Okay, so we're doing a podcast, and I'm flipping excited about it because I love doing this. We got a couple things we need to talk about. Tony? All right, well, let's talk about this one thing. Okay. There's one thing that I like to talk about every week. Yes. So anyhow, uh, we really do enjoy doing this every week, and... And we like to hear from everybody out there, and we mm-hmm. do hear from a lot of people. I think you sent something that we had some of my brethren from the country of Poland had joined uh-huh. us as listeners. Yes, that's correct. So here's the deal. If you really like what we're doing here, you know, you can go to patreon.com forward slash mm-hmm. the guitar knobs. Oh, wait, I just got a text from PBS. They want to know if we want to do their telethon. <laughs> for them coming up I'll, I'll get back to them in a second yeah please you, do go please on do. I, I would be willing to do that i would be willing to do that so let's just say for the cost of something on the 99 cent menu at a popular fast food restaurant that rhyme with spendies <laughs> okay for something like that it can uh, every little bit goes a long way mm-hmm. and and so what we can do i mean there's I think if I ch- if I remember right, you did tell me that there are different levels. There are different levels, and yes. with more, the higher the level, seconds. you can. <laughs> as Jared would say, and Jared's yeah. not with us today. Yeah, well, he didn't die. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's not well. I mean, he's, he's on his on, way back from. He's a, in a plane. He is in a plane. So that's, that's and he's easiestly the heaviest thing on the plane. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but anyhow, uh, as he would say. And you get your name read on the thing. Right. So, you know, there's various levels. Go to Patreon. All the info is there. Yep. You know, we we really enjoy doing this, as I said you, earlier. You mentioned that a few uh, times. Once or twice. <laughs> and um, and if you re- enjoy it and you want to help support it. Brady, can I help you with those jars while we're going through <laughs> this? So, anyhow. I Patreon. Just had, I Pat- just had the one. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Okay. Thanks in advance. <clears throat> yes. Is that, are you done? Is that, are you, are you going to say page two or is that your, no, you're done? Okay. You're tight lipped. You're giving me the, okay, the face. 
I, I have offended. Okay, everybody, thank you so much. Um, so we got guitar stuff to talk about. That's why, that's why we're here. That's why you're listening, hopefully. Um, I mean, as in hopefully you're still there. Let's check in with Brady and find out what he did this week in his guitar world. Man, I just, uh, I just go to work every day. We're working on some new stuff, so I pretty much just go in and bang my head against the wall until something hopefully pops out by 5.30. Nice. You, yeah. Some, uh, you working on some new, obviously. So <clears throat> I should clarify for those who yeah. may not be familiar with, with Brady Smith of Old Blood Noise Endeavors, the pedal company. So he's a pedal builder. Uh, he's a peddler. He's a he's a he's a, he's founder, a pedal peddler. Pedal peddler. <laughs> pedal the pedals. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So the stuff you would be working on would be d- working on some new uh, pedal designs, I suppose. Hey. Yeah, new pedal designs. It's usually it's coming up on uh, that time of the year when you know people will actually buy stuff and. Yeah. We probably should have had this figured out a few months ago. So. It's time to, you know, get it together. I hear you. Get it, get it going. Well, so, you know, you can uh, always give us a holler if you got a late entry for Christmas, and we'll we'll help you get the word out. We'll have a few. Excellent. Few things. Few well, things for you. Rad. Yeah. Hopefully, it all. Yeah, we're about to have a tidal wave of stuff after not having very much for the past year. So. Yeah. It's good. Well, that, you you have an inventory, quite an inventory to deal with already. I mean, that's. You got a lot of stuff in there, but we'll get back. We'll get to that in the interview. Sure, yeah, sure. On that later. How about you, Tony? Well, let's see. This week, um, I was in the shop an awful lot this week, mm-hmm. playing a little catch up. You know, doing all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we talked about it, but I, I actually did finish up uh, the last couple of projects: the uh, the Bacon Belmont, mm-hmm. as well as the uh, John Fogarty uh, Rick three twenty five replica. Right. Uh, that now says Acme, just mm-hmm. like his. So those are both uh, in the done column. Good. Done and done. Good. So, so we don't two. have to... So we don't have to ever talk about them ever again. <laughs> Except for this time Except again. Except for this time. Okay. But maybe next week. <laughs> you just never know with me. Right. Sometimes. But no, aside from that, I'm just uh, working on, uh, you know, I think Todd was giving me some advice on the on the website. So I was playing around with that a little bit, mm-hmm. trying to clean that up, make it a little bit you more user friendly mm-hmm. and uh yeah just you know just general stuff so nothing real exciting that's my okay life. well i'm gonna bring the excitement then right okay here, here right he is now. so raise your hands if you are familiar with dark glass electronics raise them both if you're driving <laughs> um dark glass electronics is a pedal company out of finland and they specialize in bass gear so you're asking yourself Todd, why are you talking about bass gear? I mean, you know, basses are guitars too, and I venture to say that most of us probably have a bass I believe there's out less there. strings in a guitar. There's a, there's a couple less strings. There's more wood. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to, I, I don't know, I was intrigued, and I said um, uh, through Pedal Genie, I, I checked out one of this, uh, one of the pedals. And I was just like, I, I, it, it just looks super intriguing. And I, I was like, wow, what the hell? Let me try it. And it is the Alpha Omicron. This is a gorgeous pedal. It, it's, I liken it, you know when you get, you get an iPhone and you just kind of hold the box. You don't even open it. You're just like, 
this box is really amazing and I don't want to put it down, right? It's kind of, I don't know why, but that's kind of how it is. This is that same thing. Uh, it is, it's a different profile from most of the pedals that I've encountered. It's a little slimmer uh, height-wise, but it has this, uh, it has this re just really amazing texture on it, and it's very strange. The pedal itself is a is a drive. It, it's like no other pedal I've tried out. I mean, it it's hard. It's kind of hard to explain. Like I had to bring it over to Tony and say, "Let me just show you," because trying to explain was a little complicated. This is this is one of the, the best pedals that I probably have plugged into my amp, and my guitar sounded like a monster. Yeah. So you were still playing. Uh Guitar, guitar. is was, it yeah. is it intentionally is that one a bass pedal or it's is that a bass one a, pedal. yeah i think that's really what their specialty okay. is they're all they're this yeah is all bass Cause, pedals because i i've played the the other one the alpha right omega omega it's a little bit larger yep but uh never through a guitar just through bass so i yeah well yeah. Th this has uh, this has a mod setting uh and it has the alpha and omega set um control on this Gotcha. Um, it also has a, a simple on-off button for growl and on-off button for bite. Uh, it's got a blend knob, a level knob, and a drive knob. So for all intent and purpose, it's a standard overdrive pedal, but it has that, that, mod, that alpha and omega mod, which kind of, I mean, for lack of better terms, it feels like it opens up the, the signal or tightens it. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and by opening, you kind of like roll off the treble a little bit and by tightening, you get a little bit more treble, but it's more calm. It's more, it, it interacts it with be, the it, drive. It was more, uh, more of a kind of a mid range sweep. is what it seemed like to yeah, me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I guess. Yeah. You could say that. The, I mean, it, but, it, it basically it was, contoured the drive. Yeah. And, and only the drive. Right. That was the, that was the really unique thing. It didn't, if you didn't have the drive up, the mod wouldn't work like we tried it with the drive all the way down, and the mod did nothing. Right. But as soon as we cranked up the, the drive, the mod did wonderful things. Uh, we plugged it in. So I had it in running through my amp uh, at home, uh, the Harris, uh, the, the two-band factory that I got, uh, going through a Hagstrom Viking, and it was glorious. I mean, I immediately got on the line with everybody that I interact with about this kind of stuff. And I was like, I can't wait to show you this pedal. Uh, I took it down to Tony's shop. We plugged it into his hand-wired AC30. 15. 15, sorry. Uh, and then uh, you had a, uh, it was a Guild Starfire mm -hmm. that we played it through. Mm -hmm. And, I, it, No, it's it's a really cool pedal. And, you know, it's, it's, it is interesting how a lot of times... Uh, amps pedals whatever that are designed for uh for basses actually work really well with uh with guitars yeah. i mean you know the, the thing that comes to mind is like a 62 baseman yeah i mean you, you plug into that and it is just uh, like plug a guitar into that and it sounds incredible yeah it's a great amp and it didn't i, I mean it really we just talked about contouring the drive but this would it, this just really didn't add color. I mean, it felt like this was all amp oriented uh, from from all the dynamics, um, as opposed to like you know plugging in a tube screamer where you, it, in my opinion, you get a colored sound. Yeah. Um, 
you're the pedal builder, Brady. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what do you, uh, what was your interaction with this brand? Um, so I, I do on the side, I do some guitar teching. Mm-hmm. One of the bass players that I, I worked for had within the last couple months had gotten one of the dark glass compressors. I forget what that one is called. Um, and then the the dark glass Alpha Omega. So it's like a, it's like the Alpha Omicron or or whatever, but it looks like it has more controls and stuff. Right. Um. Yeah, the there's something really. So I didn't see them brand new in the box. I saw them when it was time to throw them on a pedal board. Yeah. But uh, there's there's like a kind of crazy like sheen or like a finish on on the cases. Yeah. That that makes them feel nicer than <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like a real smooth anodized. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anodized with like a satin over it or something. I mean, it's yeah. it is luxurious. This you pick this up and it's just like this is really great. I haven't heard it. This is going to be great. This is going to be good. <laughs> you know, cuz you can tell a lot went into it. Um Yeah. It's and it's super strange that we're kind of like we're spending so much time just talking about the finish of the pedal. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it really is unique and, and weird in yeah. a way. It's it's very European, very yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, well, and for those who don't know, uh, Finland is all of our early cell phones pretty much came from Finland. Um, mm. You know, all of the you know Nokia. <laughs> That was all. That's all Finland. Um, they do good electronics over there. Uh, anyhow, so there was that, and this thing sounds awesome. I was really, really happy with it. So yeah, if you get a chance to, to, to try one out or, or pick one up or you know do whatever, even though it's a bass pedal, man, it'll make your guitar do awesome things. It says beautifully brutal. That's what it says on the website when when you go to this thing, and that 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 was that's a that's a fair assessment. Okay, everybody. Uh, one of my favorite things is one, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Okay, Brady's got his four on the floor for us. Go ahead. All right. So this is harder. It's more difficult than I thought it would be just to pick like the things that I think are essential plus the things that I think are interesting, you know, because I actually eliminated some things based on my perception of them not being interesting. Oh, okay. Like, uh, we don't need to talk about that. Everybody kind of knows why you use that pedal sort of thing. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, okay. The first one that I always use is the Boss RV5 Reverb standard okay. for me. Interesting. Why that model? Um, it's just the one that I've had since I got rid of the RV3. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've had it for seven years or something, five years. I don't know. So there's obviously, uh, you know, before you got into doing so many of your pedals uh, and we'll get uh, we'll get into that later but uh, mm-hmm. is this is, is that's like the first reverb that, that you encountered and you just kind of stuck with it or yeah probably the the boss the rv3 was my first one I bet. and then along the line i just upgraded you know traded for that rv5 and now obviously and it, there's a lot of reverb pedals out there so this must have something that that you or holding on to? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know. I think I think that I just turn it on, and I don't really have to worry about how it sounds. 
Like it's going to sound, it's going to do what I want it to do. Do you, do you use it Flash like, is it like an always on, on kind of thing or do you use it for effect reverb? No, I, I use it for, for maybe like, like 50% on, but not necessarily uh, an extravagant effect. So my signal chain will typically be uh, guitar into the RV5 into a drive pedal into another reverb after that. Wow. So that the drive is picking up the RV5, uh-huh. like uh, um, signal, you know? Yep. And so it, it kind of makes it, a, it to me, it, it makes it feel a little more, um, a little bit roomy, just kind of bigger. That's interesting. Uh, I'd, I'll have to try that. I want to get home to are, try, are you try running, that order. Are you running uh, uh, dry signal or I mean uh, wet, pure wet signal into the into the drive or a, a combination? Just pure wet. Okay. Yeah. yeah I typically I keep my I went through a number of years of having really, really complicated big setups, stereo setups and, you know, 20 pedals, as many amps as I could take and. And eventually I stopped. I like tore apart my pedal board. And then since then I've had five pedals that I use maximum. Wow. And uh, sometimes and, simple is better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't always sound the same, but it's that kind of is what I'm comfortable with at this point. Just to work, for, start from there. And then if I ever need anything more, I really need to need it. I yeah. really need to need it yeah yeah i get you <laughs> okay what do you got for number two ibanez sc10 stereo chorus oh okay that's a no better chorus is that, is, that a, is that a vintage one or is it uh uh yeah yeah so it's the 10 series that they did in the i think it was 80s maybe early 90s yeah it sounds familiar they've got they've got a very unique look to them um it's similar to like the ts9 enclosure but then the foot switch is like a little plastic piece on the left side or maybe the right side of the pedal, uh, like halfway down. It's mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know. They're just, they're all very colorful and plain and utilitarian looking, but this is a CS 10. Uh, Did you say a CS 10? The SC 10. SC 10. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Cool. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. And that looks super duper eighties. Yes. And it sounds amazing. Awesome. I mean, it, it does really – I use chorus a lot of times for sort of warbly, fast-rate leads, single-note leads, you know? Okay. Uh, so you can create a melody out of it, not necessarily playing really fast, but yeah, yeah, it. That's, it does it does that really well. So coloring, a good this, coloring the sound rather than – okay, so you've got a chorus pedal. <laughs> yes, yes, right. exactly. Gotcha. Nice. What do you have for number three? Let's go with the electroharmonics bass microsynth. Speaking of oh, bass pedals with guitar. Uh, I sense that, a theme here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the newer one, not the vintage ones. So do they make a um a guitar synth pedal or is it, they do. They, it's a purple they do. one. They do. And and so uh, this one the bass yeah. one's green. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure it does other things other than the, yeah. There's other differences other than the color. <laughs> what does this one do? It's purple. Yeah. <laughs> it does the purple. Yeah. yeah, we love the purple thing. So why? Just out of curiosity, I mean, or did you try a guitar one and a bass one, and just ended up preferring the bass one, or? 
I did not. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I just I got the the base one in a trade somewhere, and okay. it it's been so it's what not it, necessarily what does it do for you. Well, it's not necessarily a pedal that I I always use on my board, but if I'm looking for ideas, then uh, or recording or just sort of messing around, I'll have it in the mix because it gives a really good gated precise uh i don't know synth sound you know it it still sounds like a guitar but it's just really gainy and you can mess with the the frequency uh range of that and so i feel like i feel like you can do a lot with that pedal that's not really explored very much that's cool that's a good that's a good way to think about it so typically how would how would you use it in a, let's say a live situation um i probably wouldn't i'd okay. probably only <laughs> use it in recording and then if i mean if i needed to play those songs live i would so you're just sh- shaping the sound and yeah yeah and it's like really really sharp aggressive little leads it, it sounds like a little keyboard part but it's definitely not okay number four what do you got all right, so Strymon Blue Sky Reverb. Yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, it's, that's, that's a big it's one. It's just a, you know, just like the RV5, it's a different flavor mm-hmm. of reverb, but it's it's all pretty, it's all beautiful and it's all tameable. Yeah. So, so this would be the one that you would put uh, after your drive pedal? Yes, if you're, yeah. You know, on your board? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a reason that that comes up so often. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're great pedals. Yeah, they really are. Uh, it was. Were you an early adopter to the uh, to the Strymon stuff, or, or or did you find them later? Or I don't know. I'm not sure of their timeline. Okay. To be honest, I I got into it by the time that I the first pedals I got were the blue sky in the timeline okay so they had done some of their like uh i think compressor and like flanger and right yeah they had the the previous standalone stuff in the in the older boxes as i recall the um yeah 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 uh so with that pedal um do you find yourself uh, from from what I've experienced when people are talking about? So I have I have the timeline or the big sky or you know whatever it is. It's like they they found like the one or two that they like and and then they just kind of stay there or they just it's a rabbit hole kind of thing mm-hmm. and, and and they don't really land anywhere. Just they keep screwing with it. So yeah, where, where, what camp do you kind of fall in there? Well, I I hate the rabbit hole idea because I feel like for me personally, I I worry about time so much that that's not enjoyable. The yeah. idea of like getting lost into something is like kind of stressful. Yeah. Um, that being said, with the timeline, I I'll do that. I'll like use their random their presets. Mm-hmm as a starting point for lots of stuff. I'll just like, you know, go up to bank 52 and see what it is. Right. Like, oh yeah, that's great. But I, but I hardly, um, will like construct a sound myself, you know, mm-hmm. like start 
I don't know, go to a specific mode and then start digging deep into the settings. It's more of a like, what do they already have on here that's cool? And then I'll start from there if right. I like it. So um, the blue sky was a little bit, I have that, but it's a little bit harder for me to get into. Yeah. Um, it, it just never clicked, I, which is why, you know, I use two reverb pedals with like, three modes or five modes or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, cool, man. It, well, that sounds like a pretty fun board. Yeah, it's simple. It's easy. A lot of tameable. A lot of, yeah, it's simple and easy, but that, I mean, you, that is, that's a board that you just described that would make a lot of maybe unexpected noise. You know, yeah. just yeah, from a, so. you know, two, dual reverbs and a microsynth you know yeah and, and of course that's that's a lot of mu that's a lot of musical texture right there that's cool cool right on thanks for sharing man um yeah hey everybody we have uh brady on the line because old blood noise endeavors makes some pretty rad pedals and i'm quite sure that you uh, out there are familiar with one or many of his pedals or maybe have been aware of some of the other pedals he's done and we're gonna we're gonna ask him all the questions about how he got where he's at because it is a bit of it's a pretty it's a pretty unique story i think in the industry um and so i i personally want to find out more about that and i think that it's one of those things that actually maybe people don't know a whole lot about but when you do find out, you're like, oh, holy crap. That's kind of a big story, at least in my opinion. Uh, so then, uh, yeah, maybe then he can shed, a, shed some light on uh, where he's going with his pedals and, and the, uh, the Old Blood company. Uh, Brady, you, you didn't start out at Old Blood Noise, right? I did not. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> he says cautiously. Yes. Uh, overruled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are, are we are we uh are we prefacing or are we in actual interview territory now? We are in actual interview interview okay. territory. So I I think it's really important to know, uh obviously, you know, we wanna know all about old blood noise endeavors, but I think it's really important to, to kind of have a, a good understanding of from whence you came. <laughs> uh, I've actually worked at two other guitar pedal companies. Um, I've spent some time working for guitar pedal parts distributor in the past and done a lot of stuff before Old Blood even started. Okay. So, are, yeah. are you able to dive into that or am I in territory that is best left untalked about? Um, no, we can dive in. I'm not, I'm not confrontational. So okay. I don't, I won't like, I'm not out to start stuff. There's nothing to start. Good. Let me back, let me back up there. Yeah. That sounds way more ominous than it is. <laughs> it does. Uh, and no, we, we, th this is an open book. We can, we can talk about whatever. Good. Well, let's uh, let's start with where where you started in the industry. Uh, let's see. I I started at Keeley Electronics in two thousand nine. 
I'm, I'm going to put a ding sound right there. So every time we hear it, you're going to be like, oh, geez, because we're going to hear a few dings here. So, okay. <laughs> so a little company named Keeley. Yeah, a little company named Keeley. Okay. Um, and it was, you know, it was already huge mm-hmm. then in 2009. So, um, and what, what were located- you doing there? Uh, I was, I started as a, just modding pedals. So just as a modder. Mm-hmm. And then I wonder gradu- if you modded the rat pedal that I have, cause it's a, you key, could, it's a Keely mod, uh, check the inside. Oh, you know? I have, yeah. We put, I we put the, uh, the date and the initials of who modded it and who inspected the mod. So it's now, always now kind I'm of really excited yeah, to go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mean, and the the window would be well. I didn't do very many rats, but I did some. Okay. Um, yeah, I did a lot of the Ibanez and Boss stuff, and then uh, I built a lot of the phasers. I don't know if you remember the Keeley phasers that they put out while I was there. Hmm. At least I'm not sure when they stopped, but not as familiar with those. I'm I'm, uh, I'm secretly hoping that my pedal's worth a lot more now, if that is the case. <laughs> that that I'm tied to it? No yeah. Way. <laughs> no way. Worth less, maybe. <laughs> oh God, not that guy. Yeah. So so that's where oh, that you, thing that thing. That's where you <laughs> Sorry, cut your ahead. teeth there? That's where you're cutting your teeth? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I I hadn't done anything related to the inside of a pedal before that. Wow. So they had they had hired me. They just needed a, somebody to mod pedals. So Okay. There was a, a substantial crew there already. So you started and as it, a modder and now you're a fodder. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> you, you're just saying words that sound like <laughs> modder and fodder. <laughs> the faja okay. and the maja. Oh, that's your thing. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, my thing. Anyways, <laughs> for, forgive Tony. He knows not Plus what he does. Plus you get your name read on the thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so anyways, you're, you're in Keeley and then you, uh, what prompts you to leave? I got the opportunity to help start up Walrus Audio. That was really, uh, I didn't really know what that was going to be. It was just sort of jumping off to do something a little bit more involved with, with the pedal business. You know, at Keeley, I was, I was a technician. I built pedals. I learned a lot, but I probably didn't I didn't have the understanding of how business is run, how it's specifically how it's run and with guitar pedals too. Right. You know, all all the facets that go with that. Right. Um, and this was an opportunity to learn that. So was and it, have it have a stake in it as well. Was that from the from ground zero up you were in on, on Walrus? Yeah. That was two thousand that was early two thousand eleven. Um, I stopped working at Keeley and went did part time at a place called Mammoth Electronics. <laughs> while I kinda helped construct and, and act out the beginnings of walrus audio so, so. yeah so n- now in between walrus you were working at mammoth or or yeah, during okay in between walrus 
put out we put out our first pedal i think it was august of 2011 the voyager and and so up until then it was just sort of a you know i needed to get hours doing something and uh so i had powder coating i did you mean at, at mammoth at mammoth yeah yeah. yeah. So that kind of like took off like pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, it seems yeah, yeah. like it seems like it was like there's this place that has these things. And now it's like that is the place to get the things. Yeah. Yeah. Based in Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, so you were you were doing you were doing powder coating. So you're still sort of at a at a technician level. So the, a lesson that so. we're getting for everybody is that not everybody just goes straight to the top of everything like Brady's obviously putting in time, like just learning the craft and, and getting his hands dirty. And, and so, I mean, I know you're right there and yeah, you can hear me saying this, Brady. <laughs> for some reason, I feel like I just, I went off, like I broke the, the fourth plane or whatever, on like a plane and I'm, I'm talking to the audience. Yes. <laughs> the narrative. Yeah. Plots have I laid. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, that was from Richard III, just saying. Thanks. Um, Thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, okay. <laughs> you you still getting your feet wet in the industry. Then you have the opportunity to go start Walrus Audio. Are you you're starting this with um, somebody that you'd worked with before? Is this a friend? Like, how did how did that get started? Uh, it was a friend. He was uh, an investor. Wanted to create a guitar pedal company. Success. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it is, it was 100% his company the whole time. So, yeah. well, you're, you're, so your role in that uh, is at that point, he, he pulls you in. Are you the, the, are you now the guy that's going to lead the design on this or like how, what's your, what's your role? You're in on the door, you're in the door at the ground level of a brand new pedal company. What are you doing? Everything that can be done to create a job for myself. We worked with uh, some outside guys on designs. Yeah, some things I was a part of and some things I wasn't from top to bottom. So like, you know, like money stuff, that wasn't my, I wasn't dealing with finances Right. with that company. I don't blame you. I try to stay as far away from that crap as possible. Oh, that, that <laughs> wasn't my, that, that, yes, smartly. Yeah. Um, that wasn't my my choice or my understanding, but yeah. now owning my own company, like I I understand if it's your nest egg, you know it's hard to let somebody else dictate where that goes. Even fully understand what all's there, you know, it's right. not. There's a lot of layers to it. Yeah, sure. And, did you have uh, where did you have the heaviest hand within all walrus? Or is your you know, when you're talking about the different pedals that are coming through, are you still at a at a bit of a technician level? Or are you designing, you know, the uh, what the pedal does? Like, is your signature on any of the pedals that we have uh, learned to know and love? I I helped with the design of all of the first six or seven pedals, so it was me and and a an outside guy. Okay. designing those and, so, and you're talking um, about like the, and, the actual and, sound design right yes yeah yeah okay. and the the outside credit and then the last pedal that i was working on there um was the first digital pedal that we had done and that was we were working with somebody else on that because it's kind of a different different landscape yeah. than we were used to which pedal was that and so that's that was the descent reverb uh, that's still a big one, man. I mean, that's that one still is a, a pedal that gets 
talked about quite a bit. It was one that I I got about seventy five percent of the way through, and then I stepped out. Yeah, before it was completed. So okay, so you got way more knowledge, way more learning at this point. And this is over like like a couple of years, two years, something like that. Yeah, that was two thousand eleven to two thousand fourteen. So okay. three three years. Okay. Yeah. Then your next step is March of 2014. I put in my notice at Walrus Audio. I found out that night that I was about to have my first kid. Did you did that, you do that because you were having your first kid or just like that was no, a coincidence? No, I I didn't know. I gave up the one place ounce of stability oh, uh, in my life <laughs> and then found out that I I needed it afterwards and then two weeks later i started uh, guitar teching and touring part-time as a means to sure. pay the bills and and then that's kind of how old blood formed in that time frame probably the the few months leading up to me leaving walrus um okay how did you get into to teching i don't i kind of just this i only work for a specific band and they just asked if i wanted to do it Oh, so that's serendipitous. That's cool. Yeah. So the December before that, they started doing stuff again and asked if I wanted to. And I had met these guys through guitar, through Walrus and guitar pedals and stuff. And yeah, I are, think, are you I still think they, are you still teching for them? Uh, yeah, I am. Or do I, you get to know what, who they are? You want? It's a band called Brand New. So um, then, so then you this is where you get into Old Blood, right? Yeah. Before that, probably December, sort of kicking around this idea of of what to do and what to do differently. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I know guitar pedals. I like guitar pedals. Um, so how do I make that into, if I was going to make my own business, mm-hmm. how do I do that? What, how do I take from what I learned from Keeley and what I learned from Walrus and do the things that made sense to me? I would imagine that there's a fair amount of trepidation going into that because at this point, we still haven't hit like full apex of pedal saturation in yeah. the market, but there's still a fair amount. I mean, if you're if you're coming out of, uh, Walrus and Keeley, I I would assume, especially being a younger per, a younger guy at that point, saying well, maybe why do why do I why does the world need another widget? You know, like did, did yeah. that go through your head at all? Or yeah, I think a lot of that was was sort of that pre quitting okay area of time. You know, because I I'm not gonna I I need to be sure if I'm jumping off a cliff. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what I was doing, and I was giving up a job that I, in an industry that I really and I enjoyed the idea of the job and what it was supposed to be and what the company was supposed to be at that time, mm-hmm. but it wasn't clicking with me. It's kind of like the the option was to continue to be sort of pressed down and not happy in that thing that should be enjoyable or not 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 different than a band actually like if you're in a band you're like hey this is not uh i'm not digging this i'm not digging where the music is headed or i don't like the people but it's an alluring thing and it's not something that you want to just give up because it's hard to do that and it's and it's a cool industry yeah it's it's a little bit deceptive in that like the same thing with a band you can't maybe some people can but i I found myself unable to just do the job because it was a cool idea right. or, or it was like, um, 
an interesting, different job. There was, I needed like an emotional connection to it that was sort of cut off at some point. I think that's similar to playing in a band. If you're, it would be very hard for me to play music every night that I had no connection to. Yeah. And for a lot of people, that's just, that's just work. And, and I respect that and understand that. I just don't know how to do that very well. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I totally understand what you mean by that. And I, and I can see wherever you are in a particular industry that the, the allure of, of that from an outside opinion or an outside view rather, um, it's kind of hard to hold on to that and then do the mundane crap that isn't that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but still holding on to that shred of, yeah, but this is, this is cool though. Right. Right. And it is cool. It just wasn't, that one just wasn't for me. Yeah. And that's how it goes. Yeah. You know? Well, Hey, look, you got a, you got a real cool gig coming out of that. So let's get into Which- old, old blood. <laughs> How did you um, uh, How did you roll into where Where'd you get the name? What, what's What's up with the name? Old Blood Noise Endeavors mm-hmm. is a uh, a partnership between myself and my friend and longtime collaborator Seth McCarroll. Seth is a um, a true artist. I I don't know. I just I think of him that he he just operates on an artistic level beyond. Uh, beyond a lot of other people and it's amazing to watch it's kind of like spacey and it's kind of like um bring something to old blood that that we need but anyways we started it together and i think it's important to note his contribution and everything as well so what was the first uh first pedal that you, you, you i guess the flagship product we uh the first one was the black fountain um, oil can delay. And so it's That's a digital Tony's favorite, by the I, way. I did like that one the best. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. That was the first one out of the gates. And um, what, what was the, ins- I mean, did you have an old oil can, uh, pedal or, or unit that you were trying to replicate or. I didn't personally, but we, for a long time, we had been bouncing around the idea. We had there was a guy at a uh, a dealer, I think somewhere maybe in Michigan or Wisconsin, that I had talked to a couple times back in the Walrus days, and we were just kind of brainstormed on a possible pedal idea, and I sort of held on to that, and nothing came to fruition. And uh, when Old Blood came around, I was like, "This is I know how we can make this," whereas we didn't really have the means to back then. So, because uh, it's a it's a digital pedal, we weren't acquainted with the technology to do it back then. Gotcha. So you, you were you were just referencing uh, Seth, right? So, so when you're saying he was uh, he's uh, he's an artist, I just you know I want to check check into this real quick. Um, to be clear, we're talking about the sound design, yes? Um, oh. No, so that that's a good – that probably doesn't make a lot of sense just to say that somebody is an artist. Um, <laughs> Seth is like – so the way I think of it is I'm a little more like numbers-oriented okay. and like um, business. Like here's what we're going to do. I'm going to get all the details lined out. We're going to take care of it, this, this, and this. And then Seth will come in and be like – what if we did this for this pedal or this video or, and it's something 
outrageous and amazing. And so, and so he's it, bringing it's, the weird. He's bringing it sounds like. a, <laughs> in yeah, a good way. but I, in a good I definitely in in the best way. I definitely wouldn't wouldn't say it like that because it's not exclusive to just weird stuff. Seth, that's fair. Yeah, his his uh his skill set is in uh, video production, marketing, and things like that. So he he's actually he's the one that does all of our video shoots all of our videos he's he's responsible for what the public sees yeah uh, when they when they first look at us when we got our box of uh, pedals from you and we got the uh the, the black fountain uh and the fault overdrive and the dark star pad reverb um and each one has its own you know box that has rad graphics i mean from a from a total package from a brand standpoint, I mean, you guys got that on lockdown, and it's impressive, and it makes you feel good, especially when you're dropping, you know, your hard-earned money, big yeah. or small, on something. You, you want to feel like you're getting the whole package, and yeah, you, you guys definitely deliver that. Awesome. Well, that's that's good to hear. Yeah, that's a lot. It's like it's a combination of what we both bring to the table, and then. You know, as we've gotten bigger, there's um, six of us, five or six of us that that actually work day to day at Old Blood. Right. Everybody sort of sort of brings something to the table that's that makes us a little bit better than we would be otherwise. You know. Yeah, I, I think it's worth noting. You, you, I'm going to reference a couple of things that we've talked about so far. So going through these different stages, like you know, you're going through Keeley. They're a little bit, I guess, for lack of better terms, uh, straightforward or, or cleaner um, in their mm-hmm. overall approach, sound and design, I would say, from a brand standpoint. Um, uh, and then, obviously, you know, you go through Mammoth um, and then uh, Walrus. Um, Walrus starts to get, you know, you start tapping into fringe elements in sound design as well as brand. And I, I want to take a minute here because I've referenced brand, you've referenced brand, we've said marketing a couple times, and that's impactful because, yes, this is guitar stuff, but just as when you go buy, you know, if you buy a bottle of wine, you're standing there looking at 100 bottles of wine, and you, you know what? You're going to pick it based on the one that you think you like because it's talking to you in a yeah. visual and tactile manner. And it's, it's, it's a huge thing for us, whether we acknowledge it or not, whether we've paid attention to, I don't want another yellow pedal, you know, or I don't want, it's like those choices are huge. We, we, we take pictures of our pedal boards, mm-hmm. not because they sound good, it's because that's our signature and, and that's our visible fingerprint of, of what our sound is. So all of the things that we're talking about from a branding standpoint, from a, a packaging standpoint, from a graphics standpoint, from a materials, you know, we talked about the, the dark glass alpha Omicron. It's like we're talking about the actual thing almost more than it was about the sound. Now, obviously, yeah. this stuff has to sound rad and you guys have that covered in spades. But the big point of being able to make a big impact 
without plugging it plugging it into your guitar rig first is a huge challenge and it's something that if you can overcome you're going to probably stand to, to to win big and i think that's something you guys definitely did i know that that's hard because i'm in that industry i know it's like that's a tough thing to do so good on you guys for that well, <laughs> well thank done, you you're done good yeah <laughs> thank you i i think that that's that's a uh you know that's a lot of the stuff that i picked up at at walrus and or a lot of the stuff that I started looking at and paying attention to, like how we presented ourselves, what what I was comfortable with as yeah. a representation, as well as what made sense from from both an artistic standpoint, but also a practical um, business or sales standpoint. Like, and and we're we're actually like this is something we were talking about today, and I've been thinking about a lot, like the color of petals is such an alienating thing. We've done a lot of like sort of earth tones as the basis of our petals. And like, I want stuff that looks like the eighties. <laughs> um, all of those Ibanez petals, that's like, I'm in love with the color schemes that they used on that 10 series stuff. And, yeah. and so trying to find a way to implement that without, uh, really, sacrificing somebody looking at the pedal before they've even heard it and saying, Nope, I don't want that color of pedal. Yeah. Like, no, well, it's the sound you want though. Yeah. It's well, a, it's a hard, yeah. The packaging does matter. I mean, it, it, otherwise it everybody does. would just have plain metal boxes yeah, with it's you know, true. Sharpie yeah. marker indicators. And you can on get it. those. <laughs> and you can get those too. At least my experience with these pedals that, that you've made, it sounds like they look. And okay. that is also hugely important because it is really weird when you get a pedal and you're like, I'm looking at it and I'm pretty sure I know what this is going to sound like. And you plug in it and then it, it doesn't match up. And it's yeah. just like, what? wait it's confusing you know sound is such a subjective thing and, and your music is such a subjective thing a lot of decision goes into what am i going to drop my cash on mm -hmm. you want to align with something that not only feels like your band like hey you know what if you're doing a jimmy buffett tribute you're not going to probably be using old blood pedals from a from a first reach standpoint it might be the right sound you want i don't know <laughs> but um you know what i mean it's just like those yeah. don't go together oh you blew it that's his next pedal is the margaritaville oh, the margaritaville yes <laughs> the, buffet. The, bu the buffet the buffet yeah the buffet the, the, the buffet the, ramp. the buffet 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 buffer ramp <laughs> it's easy to totally. say uh yes uh yeah. Um, okay. Anyways, we're, we're, we're driving this, you know, I think the point is well made. It's like all of the things that go into someone going, yes, I'm going to pull the trigger on this pedal. Uh, you guys are doing very, 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 very well. However, actually not a, however, and a, it's an, and, uh, I think <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what, what, however, yeah. that was a great yeah, way however. to keep going, man. Um, to learn the, the actual sound that you guys have created out of these you know tony and i were were you know we had these plugged in we were playing them loud and it was it was really interesting because you created uh, uh the bulk of your pedals that handle 
pretty signature kinds of things. Like I mm -hmm. definitely want this specific thing. Sure, you have, you know, like the fault, which is like, you know, it's like a dual gain stage drive. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and then, you know, uh, the Black Fountain is a fairly straightforward rever or, um, uh, delay, but, you know, it definitely has some things you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting this here. But then you get into mm -hmm. some of the other ones and you start getting into that out there territory that it matches up with with what your brand kind of stands for. I want to get an understanding of like, w w at what point did you decide to say, you know, yeah, we're going to go out to this fringe and we're going to hang out there and we're going to, we're actually going to kill it. I mean, I, I think that that's a debate I have all the time. If, if that's a good move, you know, you never know when it's, when you are killing it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's hard to know, um, what the scale of, of something working is, you know, mm -hmm. it, I think we've we've had to rely on the fact that if we put something out, we have to like it. We have to enjoy the way that we presented it. Right. And so it, it's it's almost like uh, it sounds pretentious, stupid, but it's like it's like a piece of art. It's a project that you work on for a long time. So really, in the end, you have to be comfortable with it, and you have to declare that it's like done. Mm -hmm. You know there's going to be people that like it and then people that hate it yeah. and then lots more in between. So I don't think that sounds pretentious at all, man. I think that sounds like very well thought out. You, you're not trying to put something out there just because, I mean, you, these aren't the words that you said, but to me, that's what that meant, which is you could very easily say, you know what? Uh, the world needs another reverb and we're going to do it. And let's, we got to be wackier than the next last one was. Um, sure. But it it doesn't it doesn't feel that way at all. It's like, you know, the, you had uh, on the on the Dark Star. It was like very choiceful things and and surprises. That's the thing. Like w even with the Black Fountain, it's like, oh, I didn't. Oh wow, look at what it's doing here. Oh, that's a trip. What if we cl we'll click to the next the next toggle? What is that? Do? Oh my gosh, that's mm -hmm. you know, and that is different than saying twisting knobs and going, okay, yeah, that's crazy. I like that. Or I don't like it. Um, yeah, I think it's really easy to find pedals that do that, you know? Um, so y you have some things that are, f are very, very unique, but thematically choiceful decisions in, uh, the audio variables that you, that you're giving us. Ah, well, well said, you. Todd. Thank you. Yeah, very well said. <laughs> so, so we talked about. I mean, the three that that you were kind enough to send over for us to try out: the Dark Star, the Black Fountain, and the and the Fault OD. Um, I really want what, to try the Haunt Fuzz. Yeah, he's <laughs> he, he's. I love Fuzz. Todd man. is a Fuzz man. So, so what other? Uh, I've seen some of the things on on your site. Um, Maybe you want to talk a little bit about some of the other pedals, and then what do you have in the works? Can I jump in there real quick before you do? You can. I, I want to. I want to bring up another point, and it does get into where you were going, Tony. But I want to. I want to set it up a little bit, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, um, the pleasure is mine. Ah, uh, thank you. So, uh, Brady, you've got your you, you've got your sort of signature sound pedals that all look and feel the, you know of the, of the of a certain ilk. And we just talked at length about those. Those are at a definitely you're paying for those 
effects and for that brand in, uh, at that level. I think another really smart thing from my professional background, this is something that I really cued in on. You provided a, an entry level way that made a lot of sense to be able to get into your brand. Meaning ah. when you have something like, you know, the uh, the procession reverb or something, that's it. You've got that at, at $199. Uh, for some people, that is an absolute bargain. For some people, they may never be able to get there, right? Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. used in a couple of years or something like that. We are all over the place with with what we're able to afford because you've carefully cultivated a, a rad brand in old blood noise. People want to feel part of brands. They they you align with something. You're like that's like me, and I like it, and. I'm going to follow it on Instagram and I'm going to want that pedal and it's going to be on my Christmas list and I'm going to sell other gear to get one of those pedals so that I can have this signature on my board in my sound with my music, right? Yeah. If you only have that, again, that may never be achievable for some people. The idea that you came in with a, basically a utility line mm -hmm. is like crazy smart marketing, dude. And I know this isn't the marketing podcast. But I'm glad that you did it. <laughs> so you have uh, you've got a headphone amp, super smart, crazy good utility offering. Uh, the buffer, I think a lot of people don't fully understand buffers, um, yeah. But that's an easy way to get into your brand. And then the ABY switcher, mm -hmm. also awesome, especially if you're trying to figure out how to get a a more unique sound running two different amps or something like that. Um, yep. And then, uh, then you have the the EQ plus buffer. So each of those is totally an easy way in from uh, from a, a money standpoint as well as a use standpoint. So I may really be digging what Old Blood Noise Endeavors is about from a uh, from a from a a brand standpoint. Um, you know, just from 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 what you guys represent, the sort of counterculture, it's you know, it's on the fringe. Uh, sure. But I may not need the uh, the dark star in my sound. Totally. Right? Yeah. But I can have I can have the uh, you know the switcher or the, or the buffer or the EQ, and I'm and I'm still in the brand, and I and I can still be aligned with you, and that's cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Awesome. Well, that, yeah, that was the, that was the target that like to make some sort of normal, really useful things like that all of us at old blood need or use. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't just use super weird stuff all the time. Um, I, I think there's a place and an enjoyment in, and a lot of the, um, more popular and basic things. Yeah. Um, so, I For mean, sure. we have all of those too, and we use all of those too. So, yeah. Um, and so definitely, uh, you got to check out the oldbloodnoise.com site to, uh, because those ones aren't as noticeable out there, I don't think, yet. Yeah. Yeah. They're all designed, they're all white with black ink and have a similar look and feel to them. They're not, they're not really meant to pop off your board they're just meant to do what they do yeah and, and they just have the the big uh the eye logo with the, mm -hmm. the drop 
Cool, man. Well, okay, so to Tony's point, Tony, did yeah, I, so did I so adequately yeah, I mean, railroad you? <laughs> I, I, I'm just not going to say another word. <laughs> you know, no, I, I just, I, and, I, and I think that's cool that you do have those offerings. But um, I, I was just trying to give you a chance to, to talk a little bit about some of your you know, other pedals and things like that. And then, of course, stuff that you have in the works that might be of interest and, and uh, to see where you're going. Sure. Sure. Yeah. We've, we, uh, like you guys mentioned, we kind of try to explore the fringes of each effect. And a lot of times the start of that will be inspired from something we've heard, um, either in a song or a movie or, you know, some sort of soundscape. It's like, how did they, okay, where did that noise come from? Is, Is that delay? Is that a flanger? Is that some crazy fuzz with the mixture of all three of those things. Um, and then we, we sort of try and target that sound over the basic part of that sound. So with the dark star, it's a reverb, but it's the aim was to make a, uh, a very ambient and pad like reverb mm-hmm. that you can add stuff to taste. You can add different modulation to it and have a, a similar but altogether different sound, and yeah. uh, and so there's there's like pitch shift elements and uh, bit crush, and then delay plus reverb, which just creates really can create really long, yeah. soft and smooth sounding notes, you know, and yeah, that one in particular is like that can sound like the world is about to end <laughs> or it can sound yeah. like you're laying in somebody's lap and your hair's being stroked. I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it's, I, that's, I totally oh. got me weird. I'm just saying, I'm just, you know, like it, no, that's, it's that's a seductive a thing. Yeah. Um, and I told Tony when, when we were doing that, when I said, I feel like Johnny Greenwood right now, like, you know, kneeling <laughs> on the floor as the show's going, just like twiddling knobs um, and getting these immense, that that's that's a word that I would use like that is an immense sounding pedal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I th- running um, one of my favorite. Uh, not that this was the question, but one of my favorite settings with any of our pedals is running uh, the Haunt Fuzz into the Dark Star on the Bit Crush mode. Yeah. Oh, super. And gay, it just I with yeah with the mix on the dark star maxed out and it's it's just a wall it's like a a very deep wall of sound um and that's that's what we were going for so awesome um yeah like there's that one the reflector chorus is kind of our take on on weird kooky chorus sounds um verging on like vibrato and different stuff like that. So, um, we always sort of add, we try and try and have a, a very usable setting within each pedal, um, that maybe does close to what you would expect that type of effect to do, but then really explore combination of effects and how you can, how you can push the boundaries on what that is. A word that comes to mind when, when we're talking about all these right now is disrupt. Each pedal has like a disrupt function in a, yeah. in a in a cool way and it's like that that's something that we identified as like in, as a signature like okay 
get the theme. Each one of these does what it says it's going to do, but then there's like a feeling lucky button. <laughs> do not yeah. push. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you sort of have to brace yourself. For yeah. Where it's going to take it's, you. It's really cool. So, so these are your core. You've had these out for, like you said, about, I think, what, a year, two years, roughly? Uh, well, we started in 2014. So some of them, you know, we just scatter the releases right. since then, pretty much. The Mon Green is the newest one. Am I correct? Uh, the Monda Green came out in 2016. The Fault came out earlier this year. Okay, Fault. So, All right. And that um, was, yeah. So, uh, where, where can give us a little taste of where you're heading without giving the farm away? Well, we. We uh, we've been working on. We announced a tremolo pedal. Oh my gosh! Yes. Back in. Uh, Sorry, I'm looking for the right man. one. I hope. Yeah, I hope. I hope that's what it is. Man, I I hope it is too. I hope we get it done someday. It's the curse of of the white cap. It's called the white cap, and it is quite a challenge. So. Wow. It's it's not quite done yet. Um, we're still working on that, but in the meantime, we've we've got a uh, man. I don't I don't know how to tease without giving away. We've got some stuff influenced by some of those uh, Ibanez Ten Series pedals that we've, there you we've go. gotten into. Um, uh, so some different effects that we haven't done, and then some taste of effects that we've done already. So cool. Well, that's good yeah. enough. We won't we won't uh, press you on that too hard. It's exciting that you have things coming out. I think just even knowing that uh, is going to give our listeners, um, you know, something to chew on and look forward to. So that's good. Good. So I've got the toughest question. Okay. If you had to pick just one of your pedals, which one would you pick and why? Uh, Oh, like one of the old blood pedals. Don't say the, don't say the headphone app either. Yeah. (laughs) I like, I kind of like the headphone app. (laughs) No, one of one of your Man. pedal, one of not, yeah, one of the, uh, the yeah, yeah, pedals. yeah, headphone amp would be a brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, man, the oh, fault question. is probably <laughs> the fault is probably the the one that I would do. Um, it is that's the distortion overdrive that is kind of tailored around the rig that I would use. So that that pedal was sort of made with myself in mind now, is that um we, the, the one that we tried um is that a, a are the gain stages cascading or yes they, okay. yes they are so it's it's a uh, gain one is whatever you set it to on the control and then gain two has its own knob and it it's in addition to whatever gain one is set to okay yeah that's what we yeah. could sort of figured that out because if you turn gain one all the way down gain two doesn't do much of anything yeah yeah so they they uh they're dependent on one another okay to to really get it going and then the eq section on that i think is is really helpful and and unique and mm-hmm. um, i i typically use a um like a marshall either a jmp or a jcm 800 so i have i've got a little bit of uh grit on my my clean channel per mm-hmm. se mm-hmm. so the fault is used just to take it beyond that you know yeah. it's not a full-blown distortion it's like just a pretty part it's, it's a very powerful overdrive yeah 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 and and in in gain two 
with gain two activated and turned up, it it definitely gets to distortion territory. Yeah, for sure. If you take out the mids, the mid control, turn it all the way down yep. with the bass and the treble kind of like at moderate settings, you've essentially got uh, a metal zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what sounds like a delightful metal zone pedal. Well, cool, man. Hey, I it, this is... It's been so interesting hearing about how you've come up to where you are in in this company that uh, uh, we are all enjoying. And uh, I, I really appreciate you sharing all that information with us. We're going to wrap this up with a favorite of ours. The Is that the ghost of Jared I hear? Would you rather? Would you rather? Yeah. Uh, okay, so our would you rather for this week is... Would you, you can't, you have to say, would you rather, would you rather, would you rather do a, um, you have a choice of two gigs. All right. Now the first gig is a honky tonk gig, but, uh, you have to play a BC rich Carrie King V or it is a metal gig and you have to play the Gretsch country gent. Um, any color in particular, Tony? Uh, you know, let's just go traditional. We'll go with a, a nice burgundy one. Burgundy. Okay. All right. So I know that's kind of weird <laughs> intentionally. I mean, honky tonk, BC rich, please. <laughs> well, you know, I happened to watch the, the American country music awards last night. Yeah. And I, I saw more crazy rock and roll guitars out and about. Yeah. So I think, you know. I think you could easily play a BC Rich. Uh, hey, it sure is that your is that what you're going with? No, I'm not going with that. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying that you know as as you have. Okay. What so you, so let okay, me. What are you doing? Can we delve into this a little bit more? Okay. So is this like a nightmare event? Like you get the call, and they say, "Hey, this is this is your manager. You got no. two gigs. No. You can go to the honky tonk gig." But you got to play the BC Rich. Yes. Okay. Do this way then. Yes. Sure. And then they says, <laughs> I had to develop the backstory. I, well, I need that. I need that. I need. I, it's, okay. I, just, I have right. to have that. Okay. Or you can go to this. And, and, uh, and this manager this, works in the meatpacking district. Yeah, pretty that, much. I okay. think so. In Joyzy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can go to this uh, heavy metal gig. But yeah. you can only bring. Tony just wanted more airtime. <laughs> you can only bring your Gretsch. Right. Your, Bre your Gretsch country gentleman. Yes. Okay. So that about sums it up. So which one are you doing? Well, okay, since it is a nightmare. Yes. Um, you know, I'm going to go to the honky-tonk gig uh -huh. with the BC Rich. For one of the reasons that I already said, it seems like country music is now embracing more and more unusual guitars. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, just taking a hollow body guitar to a heavy metal gig with a big double stack. <laughs> well, that's, just, that's just bad. Yeah. It's bad. So I'm going I'm going to the honky tonk gig with my BC Rich. OK, I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'll go to the metal gig with with the uh, with the country gentleman. One word for you. Yeah, it'll be glorious. <laughs> yes. And, and I'll plug in a haunt fuzz and everybody will worship 
<laughs> Worship at the foot of my country gentleman. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, well, hey, did, did we ask our guest? Yeah, he said he's going. He was like, yeah, no question. Oh, that's right, that's right. I'm he was right out of the, the gate. I, I, King I, I was see. I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that because I was so caught up in the backstory. I, I needed I mean, that. I needed that. You give me an opportunity to play a BC Rich, I'll I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. Excellent. Uh, cool, man. This has been great. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I appreciate your, your brand. I appreciate your pedals and can't wait to see where this stuff is going. Um, and when, as we wrap up, I want to make sure that we, uh, give props to a few people for supporting us. we got Tom Burazin, uh, Martin Cliff, David Wolfson, Matt Brammer, Carlos Mancha, Pete Marshall, Derek Fitzer, and Robin Smith, our executive producers. Thank you guys so much for your support of the show. You know it. Uh, if you would like to become an executive producer, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs to find out how. And we look forward to hearing more from you, Brady, on uh, your new pedals. Where can people go to find you right now? I mean, not, you know, right now in your home or anything, but like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he said he's um, upstairs, so yeah. that's where we'll look for him. Upstairs, man, <laughs> hanging out. Um, oldbloodnoise.com. Dude, check out the pedals. And then Old Blood Noise on Instagram is kind of the the main source of daily information cool. that we cool. put out there. So. And, and you're on Reverb, right? Um, no, we're not, actually. Oh, well, yeah. people can definitely find your pedals on Reverb, but oh, absolutely, yes, yeah. yes, through our our different dealers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Awesome, man. Uh, Tony, where can they find you if they want a custom pick guard or pick guard accessory, I'll, or even not a custom pick guard, or or yeah, a handcrafted yes jewel of a pick guard. Ah. <laughs> I'm working on that whole marketing yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, go to a website, www.pickguardian.com. Excellent. Also, Instagram feeds, Twitter feeds, watch a All this stuff. feeds. Subscribe! Yeah. <laughs> if there's anything that you are able to control in front of you, sound wise, like. <laughs> <laughs> did you just did you just yeah. hear something really loud? Uh, yeah, and we actually I'm, have that I'm, recorded, so I'm going to put that at the end. <laughs> we love doing this thing every week. Oh, there's that was nice. That, 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 <laughs> that was, that was I think one. that was a noodle burp. <laughs> well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time <laughs>